Hey everyone, we hope you had a wonderful Thanksgiving holiday and enjoyed some good food and time with family and friends. We're taking a little break this week in honor of the holiday, but we didn't want to leave you without an episode, so we're replaying one that we think is pretty important for this time of year. We hope you enjoy this episode and we'll be back with brand new content in a couple of weeks. We'll talk to you soon. Hey everyone, welcome back to the Holistic Navigator podcast, where we talk about all things holistic health and believe in the body's ability to heal itself if it's given the proper nutrients and care. It's the start of a brand new year and we're excited about bringing you new episodes each and every week. If you're new to the podcast, we just want to say welcome. My name is Brian Strickland. I'm the producer of the show and joining me in the studio as always is our host Ed Jones. And our goal for this podcast is simply to educate anyone who may be interested in learning more about natural holistic healing. Well, with the new year beginning, resolutions will abound, and most often at the top of that list is dieting and weight loss. And while these are fine goals to aspire to, sometimes what we really need to do is target the underlying reasons why we eat what we do, and more often than not, it really comes down to food cravings. We all have those particular foods we love, and when we indulge, our bodies crave more. But we want to teach you how to combat those cravings to begin a journey towards healthier eating. And with that being said, let me go ahead and toss it over to the host of our show, Mr. Ed Jones. Thank you, Brian, so much. And you said that eloquently about the fact that you know, we need to address these food cravings because I've been watching people for 41 years in a professional sense uh, deal with a lot of New Year's resolutions, but not just New Year's. It happens every month of the year. And we have a nation that is truly addicted to foods. And many people do not realize that. I've had my certainly uh, share and journey of you know, falling into the pattern of needing a certain class of foods, most of which is carbohydrate driven. And the more I eat, the more I want. And the more I want, the more I eat. And it's a vicious cycle. And it is destructive, not only to your weight, but to your health. Now, there are some genetically gifted people who are very skinny and they can live on Cokes and cookies and breads and all the bad things. It doesn't matter. These people are forming so many internal disorders, diseases and illnesses by the use and the fact that they are consuming foods from an addictive standpoint, not from a choice standpoint. And 80 to 90 percent of all Americans in studies are prisoners of their food addictions. Now, when I say food addictions, I am not talking about hunger pains we must make sure that in inside of our head that we're not fooling ourselves, people, that we think, oh, I'm hungry for the cake. I'm hungry for the bagel. I'm hungry for a big bowl of rice with whatever I'm getting. Uh, no, we have to define, is that hunger pain or is that a addiction that is clicking in your brain? So uh, why is food addictive? Well, what happens with certain foods, it involves the same exact brain regions as it does with heroin and cocaine. Yes, exactly on a scan. When you're addicted to food, you either don't have it and then you consume it. Those parts light up in the brain chemistry. 
sugar in particular, everyone, which I think most people who listen to this are far ahead of the curve. If you're already on the Holistic Navigator, you are uh, uh, already experienced or you wouldn't be listening probably because you have a sincere interest in learning how to be truly healthy and reduce disease in the long run. My 41 years has shown me so much by watching people uh do well and watching people do poorly. And I'm going to share that with you for as long as I can on this podcast. Listen, you cannot learn everything in school, people. You need, we all need people who have life experience. But sugar in particular, which is the most common food craving, it triggers a, a, a production of your brain's natural opiates. We all know what opiates are because they're prescription drugs or street drugs. They're like painkillers. And your brain is essentially becomes addicted to its own opiates if you are forcing that with food addictions. In one study, rats were allowed to choose either a water that was sweetened with sugar or cocaine. And 94% of the time, they chose the water with the sugar. And these were rats who were already addicted to cocaine. So let me ask everyone here listening a question. Have you ever been addicted to something in your life? I have been. You know, I think most of us could say we have been. And what I'm going to list is the major addictions. Sleeping pills. Yes, they're addictive because that means once you take them and you quit, you cannot function and you have to go through a withdrawal. I do have a wonderful Holistic Navigator podcast on insomnia and sleep if you are in that category. Alcohol, cigarettes, chocolate, caffeine, antidepressants. Yes, they are addictive. That means your body has to rely on them to function. If you are having issues with depression, please listen to my Holistic Navigator on depression and anxiety. And we I must say, legally, are not treating your medical condition. We are here to educate only. Check with your health professional before changing anything. Uh, so we've got, you know, all of these different parts to the puzzle of addictions. And we're not even mentioning the prescription opiates and street drugs from meth all the way down the list. What do they all have in common? They consume and control much of your emotions and feelings as you need to envision a constant craving or need for this substance or you will not be satisfied. Now, they can be, you know, your life's not going to stop if you don't get the piece of chocolate, but it can stop if you can't get the alcohol or some of the other things that we've listed. But food cravings are consistently tugging at you day after day, and we do not as human beings have a lifelong backbone of discipline that can never waver. So you have to realize just making up your mind not to eat these foods is not the answer, people. I've seen it for 41 years. You have to change your body's chemistry, which is out of sync, out of rhythm and unhealthy for these cravings to go away. And the thing is, the more you satisfy these cravings, not hunger pains, the deeper the addiction goes. So the longer you let it run on, it's just going to further control you. And we must know this to remove the handcuffs of any addiction, including foods. It's like AA for alcohol, uh, alcoholics. You must admit that you have an issue. 
If you're fooling yourself, you're going to just live on the surface as all so many people do. You have to admit that this food kind of has me. And then you have to create a type of uh, plan or protocol in order to make improvement and get out from underneath this addictive quality of foods. And then thirdly, you have to be willing to accept the bitter fact. I'm sorry, but the bitter fact is it's not going to be easy for somewhere between 10 to 30 days. Yeah, that's all it takes if you are strict with it to reduce your food cravings by 80 to 90 percent. And you're going to have to detox some with that because the whole system is based on rebalancing your brain and blood chemistry. And we're going to bring it back into harmony. And when that happens, Brian, the food cravings basically disappear. And, you know, in my life, I've, you know, been subject to all the same things every other human has. And I have a great amount of self-discipline and I could not self-discipline myself to not want the foods that I was addicted to until I balanced my chemistry. I can walk past any bakery, any food place, any menu with all kind of choices. And 95 percent of the time, it doesn't even uh, I don't blink about it. It's just nothing. I want the other foods because I'm not being driven by imbalanced blood chemistry. Now, without giving uh, any biochemistry lesson, because really no one wants to hear that, I want to tell you the overall reasons why if you are addicted to foods, why that is from a blood chemistry standpoint. It really is boiled down to this exact paragraph that I have written. It's a, the addiction is an interplay between the complex hormonal imbalances mixed with the almost certain issues and imbalances involving insulin, glucose, your adrenals, and the weakness of a hormone called leptin. Leptin and insulin are the two biggest reasons why you cannot get off of the foods long term because they're sending messages. Now, just imagine your thermostat in your house. You come in in the morning or you leave in the morning or you come in the evening. You set that thermostat to where you feel comfortable. Well, guess what happens? When that temperature goes down, that thermostat reads the truth is it needs to kick on the heat in order to heat the house back up. Or if it's getting too warm, it knows to cut that off. That is exactly what is happening in a healthy body. What's going on when you're food addicted? What I call message resistance occurs. And message resistance is the receptor sites and the chemistry can't hear any longer the feedback loop that is sending to the thermostat within you that you've had enough, you don't need any more, and we are satisfied. And that's not happening. It's almost like you just turned your phone on silent and you forgot to turn it back on. And all these little messages are coming through and maybe phone calls with important information and you're not getting it. That's what has happened to this nation because of what we've done. I'm going to tell you two facts here, people. No, I'm going to, I'm going to make this pretty quick. So you're going to be able to walk away with some uh, you are going to walk away with five tips and steps to stop your food cravings. So hang in there with me. We're going to make this happen together. But the two facts you have to know. 
You know, I don't know about what goes on in high school much anymore. I'm, you know, almost 63. That was certainly many decades ago. But when I was in high school, there was a lot of what we called druggies. Uh, not, you know, there was a, maybe a half a dozen. And they would stand around, you know, and try to give us little doses of their drug. Why did they do that? Well, they did it because they knew there was a certain percentage of us, if we tried it, would become addicted. And then we would be their customer because we couldn't make it without their substance. Well, guess what? The food chemists today who work at the major corporations understand all too well how to make your brain and body crave their foods by seriously confusing and befuddling your body's chemistry. Oh, they know. That is why they produce the combination of salty, sweet, greasy, and chemical-laden substances in order to make your brain need it and want it. You have to know something. These corporations who produce the processed foods are your enemy. They're the druggie at the high school uh, playground who is giving out the bad stuff, except you're the one who's going to them now instead of them trying to find you. Doesn't mean you have to live in a cave, people. You can still have some goodies, but you have to know which ones that you have to write off the list. Fact number two, I'm going to tell you how you can bring back balance to your body chemistry and fix these cravings once and for, for all. But the one issue that I can't uh, give you a to-do list on is the fact that some people eat because of emotional and emotions and stress eaters. That's what I call them, emotional stress eaters. And they're going to require a two-prong approach to this. One is following my five steps for food cravings. But secondly, you have to deal with the emotions that reside within you and your life, and your stress, and recognize that if you are an emotional leader, you have created an imbalanced physical body, but you also have to figure out, a, have a toolbox in order to not let the emotions trigger you into grabbing the food. And how do we do that? Well, I'm a big fan of something called EFT, Emotional Freedom Technique. It is something you can learn for free off of the internet, I do like uh, Mercola's information on EFT, Mercola.com, M-E-R-C-O-L-A.com. Just type in EFT, and he's got plenty of free information on how to learn it. It's simply a tapping method. So when you start feeling fearful, craving, painful, not sleeping, you can kind of disrupt this system of messages that's, that's sending you down the wrong path by using EFT. I've used it for probably 15 years uh, it's, you know, it's not a fix all, but it's a tool. It's a safe tool to get you further down the journey to health. All right, people, I'm at the point where I'm going to give you five of the absolute ironclad I know will work steps to vastly reduce your food cravings. First one, and I've mentioned this on several times, and I know, Brian, you know, you uh, we've talked about it personally is. Stop eating breakfast and start drinking it. The reason that I say that, and I've looked at so much blood work of people based on what they've eaten, their supplement programs, and how it 
boils, boils down to their blood chemistry. And because I'm a huge fan of leaning toward a keto type of lifestyle, what is keto? Of course, it's a higher fat diet that's trying to help teach the body how to burn fat for fuel rather than glucose, which is sugar. And I don't think people need to be in full-blown ketosis or really follow it super strict, but I think you need to lean toward it. And here is my take-home message number one on this, on the stop eating breakfast. If you start your day with a perfect macros, what are macros? The perfect protein, fats, and carbs in the right mixture, you actually have room to make some mistakes the rest of the day because you've set your chemistry up with basically like you're flying in a small airplane, you've got the right amount of oil and the right amount of fuel, and you really don't have to worry too much because you've prepared yourself for that flight. Well, when you wake up in the morning and you try to hurry and you try to fix breakfast, I can tell you it's going to be impossible to eat a breakfast that balances your blood chemistry unless you are so into this and you're not hurried and you can stay at home and you can spend the money and spend the effort. You can do it with foods. How many of us can do that? Not many. So what I found is six days on and one day off, I will drink my drink. What is my drink? It is a keto balanced protein drink. The two, my favorites is Metagenics and Garden of Life. They're the only two I really, really like. And so what I'll do is use two scoops of my keto powder, one tablespoon of MCT oil. Amazing for fueling your brain and burning body fat. If we can get our brain to run on fat instead of carbs, life will change for you. Promise. What will change? Clearer thinking. Longer-term energy. Uh, the brain wants to burn fuel from fat far more than it does glucose, and it's clean burning. It doesn't give you the ups and the downs. Far less brain fog. So we got two ingredients, keto powder, MCT. I use a greens powder. I'm not going to go big time into why, but it's super important to help the liver uh, open up its channels of detox and protect you from all of the vast poisons that we are basically swimming in in today's times, from the glyphosate to all the fumes to the chemicals, the pesticides, you name it, the greens are the protective armor. And then lastly, the flax and chia ground up. I do like Garden of Life's version of that, but that can change any time. I use all four, keto, MCT, greens, and flax blended in cold water or unsweetened almond milk. And that will give you all of the nutrients and the protein and the fat and the lesser carbs to start with the right chemistry. If you do nothing but this step one, people, you are going to see a change in how you feel. Not perfect, but you'll see a change enough. You'll be thrilled to death. All right. So we got step one out of the way. You're going to stop eating breakfast and drinking it six out of seven days. Two. Uh you know, what if you were an alcoholic and you have been recovered and you haven't drank for 10 years and all of a sudden uh, the person fixing your foods or giving you beverages is slipping alcohol back into some of the things you drink? We know what that would do to that alcoholic. It's going to trigger that addictive quality to surface again. It's going to grab them and they may not even know that that alcohol was being put into their drinks because we can hide alcohol easily. Well, guess what? That is part of what's happening when you don't have a food list. What do I mean by food list? It's not easy 
to this complexity of, okay, I'm going to the grocery store or I'm going to a restaurant and you got a big menu. Okay, let's see. I know that, let's see, lettuce is healthy, kale's healthy, uh, maybe whole grain crackers are healthy or maybe they're not. What kind of oil do I use? Uh, what kind of sweet? No, it's a minefield. I can tell you, I was uh, listening to uh, Dave Asprey, the guy who invented Bulletproof Coffee in Anaheim, California, about a couple years ago. And uh, he has a the most concise, easy to read list of how to pick your foods of anything on the internet. So when you can, I want you to Google Bulletproof Diet Roadmap. Bulletproof Diet Roadmap. I followed this until I memorized it. What it is, is it has three different colors, green, yellow, and red. If we eat off the green line, you will be so much healthier, probably live far longer, look better. Everything you want out of your life will be enhanced by living on this list because he breaks it down. Okay, if you're going to do a beverage, he says, these are the beverages you choose. These are the ones you don't. The veggies, the oils, the nuts, the the dairy, the proteins, the starch, the fruit, the sweeteners, and the cooking. How do you do it? It's really easy. You can download it. So Bulletproof Diet Roadmap is going to give you the roadmap of how to choose your foods. 90% of the time, you need to live off the green 10, maybe 15% of the time yellow, and the red is for very special occasions. You also need, under step two of the Bulletproof Diet Roadmap, you need to make sure, because if you are like most people, we all rely on protein food bars in order to make it through a busy day, travel, airplanes, missing foods. You cannot fall prey to the advertising magic that is going on in today's times and media and stores. They all these food bars that are super healthy with all the magic words from natural whole grains, blank, blank, blank down the list. That doesn't really help us know, is it something we truly need to balance our chemistry? They're not. 80% of these bars are made with clean ingredients, still are like the alcohol being slipped into your drink. And so I only approve a few bars, the Bufit bar and the Zunta bar, which is one that I invented uh, that has the right parts to the puzzle. Uh, Do buy bars that list it is a keto bar. That's the safest version. But some of the keto bars are not using clean ingredients. That's why the Zunta and Bufit are the two of my favorites. So we've got step one and two. And now step number three is intermittent fasting. I think many of us may know what this is. It's not hard, people. Let me tell you what happened to me personally. I have an employee. His name's Adam, and he's a walking encyclopedia young fella. And he was talking to me about his benefit of intermittent fasting. Well, I've spent most of my life believing that I needed to eat food about 8 o'clock at night. I didn't want to lose weight because I have a very fast metabolism. I try to maintain a body fat. Luckily, it's still right there at 10%. I felt like I would lose size, strength. I couldn't work out as much if I missed these foods. Well, he showed me his blood work of how much his testosterone increased when he started intermittent fasting. And so about, I don't know, year and a half to two years ago, I started eating my last meal at about 5.15. And I would not eat again until I drank my drink the next morning. And actually, the drink is not even considered a real meal. So intermittent fasting means at least 12 hours with no calories coming into your body. 
And what that is going to do to you is it takes the body about 11 hours to build the sugar that has been stored called glycogen, which is found primarily in your liver and your muscles. And most people, including me, for the first 61 years of life, I never depleted my glycogen stores because I ate three meals a day and two snacks. And I did the last one, you know, at eight o'clock at night. So the body was in a constant feast mode. It isn't supposed to be like that, people. Let me tell you, with me, I have never had better gut function, never had better elimination function. My sleep improved modestly, not fantastic, but definitely a step better than it had ever been in the past decade. And nothing failed me in the gym. I maintained the same strength, actually lowered my body fat, my testosterone went up. It isn't super fun because I loved that bowl of whole grain cereal at eight o'clock. I just loved it. It was something I've done. And my dad did it his whole life until he passed away. So intermittent fasting, step number three, I want you to pick at least 12 hours with no calories. Number four, supplementally, I'm going to make this real easy. I'm, you know, there's eight, there's probably 15,000 products you could choose if you were like, okay, I want to start on a supplement program that's truly going to help me reduce inflammation, make me feel better, make my hair better, produce collagen and do all the right things. You cannot generally do and be optimal without proper supplementation. One is the soils are depleted people. It, you know, you have to eat seven oranges today to equal what your great, great grandmother ate with one orange. So you're not capable of even eating the amount of foods that you need if you can eat it. So I'm going to make it real easy. It's called, I came up with this called the core four. There's four supplements that I have seen through vast amount of experience that every human over the age of probably 25 needs to be doing if you want to produce an optimal health. If you just want to be normal and you want to walk around like the most people with the aches and the pains and the falling apart and the prescription drugs and the lack of this, lack of that, well, so be it. But if you want to be optimal like the old John Wayne type of people who were robust, resilient, self-healing, you have to eat right, sleep right, think right, and supplement right. Core four, the right multivitamin, not the centrum pieces of junk, but the right one which we have on our website, we have picked those uh, by vast amount of homework. So you can go to nutritionw.com, type in core four and see the ones that I have approved of. Secondly, the green drink. I already mentioned that once. Can't do without it, people. I don't care how many green vegetables you eat. Thirdly, probiotics and omega-3. Those are the core four things that you have to have to produce optimal health and blood chemistry. But I'm going to say for listeners on how to the five steps for you to reduce food cravings. Uh, we need to add two other things, vitamin D 5,000 units, very inexpensive, very easy. I encourage you to get blood work. Eventually I need 14,000 units per day to be at 50 plus nanograms, which is where the magic starts with vitamin D. Most people need between five and 10, but without blood work, you'll never know it. So get someone to do it, or you can go to the holistic navigator po- uh, website under products and scroll down to direct labs. You can order all your blood work right there and go to your local lab and you will get the results in three days. Lastly, magnesium. I have a uh, podcast on the Holistic Navigator on the magic of magnesium. 
Please, people, please, if you really want to be optimally healthy or your parents or, your, you know, especially aging people, listen to the thing on magnesium. There is nothing like it in the entire supplement world and almost impossible to get from your diet unless you are a perfectionist person. So we've got four steps behind us with the last one, number five. I want you to know that you can allow cheap foods But here's Ed's rule. Twice weekly is the most you can do or it will start to awaken the sleeping food dragon of cravings again. And there's just really nothing we can do about that. It's, again, this analogy of a cigarette smoker. He can't go, uh, you know, every other day smoking cigarettes and expect to ever conquer the addiction. It's really hard to do it on twice a week, but you can do it with foods. So I want you to know that you don't have to live live a perfect life. You don't always have to be on the bulletproof roadmap, but you know that you can have these. But here's the my tip of the day on how to minimize the addictive quality of these foods. Always consume healthy fat with any of the foods that are causing the cravings. What are the foods that are generally causing it? Uh, Guess what? Of course, we know junk food, sugar, cookies, candy. But here's the others. Bagels, terribly high in the addictive quality. Cereals, almost all of them are. Too much fruit juice or even a little fruit juice can be addictive. Those things are like the alcohol being snuck into the, the glass of the person who shouldn't be drinking it. Uh, you know, fried foods. But now here's the other two that the Southerners really despise is corn and potatoes and bread. So those are the big killers in regard to food addictions. When you look at the Bulletproof Roadmap, you'll see the other choices, which are plenty. And I will tell you to end this podcast, I love eating the foods that I eat every single day more than I ever have in my life And I'm not saying it from a place of, oh, I'm expecting to get results from it. My pleasure comes from the taste, the the way it, it, the sensations, the way it makes me feel. And when I go off of the diet, it's just simply not worth it, people. The brain fog comes back, you know, more of the aches and pains, more of whatever issues you had is going to start surfacing again because you create an imbalance of your blood chemistry. So I've given you five steps to reduce and probably eliminate your food cravings for the next year and the next decade and hopefully the rest of your life. So thank you very much. And if you have any questions, please email them to the Holistic Navigator. Uh, Enjoy our site. Enjoy the 50 plus episodes that we have. We're going to be here long term because there is so much work to do to help counter the misinformation out there. And we want your toolbox filled with the right options, remedies, and safe uh, uh, kind of products and information that is simply not too common today. So thank you, everyone. Have a great day and great year. 
The information on this podcast and the topics discussed have not been evaluated by the FDA or anyone of the medical profession and is not aimed to replace any advice you may receive from your medical practitioner. The Holistic Navigator assumes no responsibility or liability whatsoever on the behalf of any purchaser or reader of these materials. The Holistic Navigator is not a doctor, nor does he claim to be. Please consult your physician before beginning any health regimen. 